0: Podcast. My name is Rebecca Meidinger. It is wonderful to be here with you today. For several weeks now, I have had on my heart something that I wanted to share and just haven't been able to get down here with the school year starting and everything, haven't been able to get down here and work on podcasting. So what has been on my heart for several weeks now has been the understanding of how we yield our kids to the Holy Spirit, how we give over our kids to the leading and the direction and the guidance of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of them. So definitely, I am primarily in this podcast speaking to, to, to the idea that the Holy Spirit lives in our kids who believe in Jesus. So kids who've already accepted Christ, the Holy Spirit indwells them. And if the Holy Spirit indwells our kids, we have a great gift to lean on the Holy Spirit to direct our kids, to guide our kids, to teach our kids. And that takes immense, immense weight and pressure off of the parents. Now, obviously, by no means does it let us off the hook. We are still parents. But what an amazing, unfathomable, and I think very much untapped gift to parents that the Holy Spirit lives inside our Christian kids. And our kids are filled with the one who can direct them, the one who knows them, the one who created them, the one who knows everything. He lives inside of our kids and he wants to teach our kids and he is the teacher of all teachers. And as parents, we get this great opportunity to yield our kids, to give our kids up to the power and the direction of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And so I wanted to podcast about that as we begin the school year and what it means to pray for the Holy Spirit's leading in our kids' lives. So just a little background on this topic. I actually, from... A young, young age. I don't remember how old my kids were when I realized that they could listen to God's voice. They were quite young. I remember my daughter, who was about five years old, we were rushing one morning getting ready for preschool. This is my oldest daughter. So I would have had a one and a three-year-old at home as well, plus my five-year-old who was, I was rushing with to get ready for preschool, and then our youngest was not yet in this world. And I remember we were rushing, and I was being really, really snotty and barking at her and nagging her, and I was just being rude. And I remember on the way to preschool, we were in the car, wanted to make up for being so snotty and so rude. And... I was telling her, honey, you look so pretty today, and I was I was just maybe laying it on a little thick, <laughs> and she said, I know that mom, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> she was upset with me because I had been rude to her, and then she softened after that, and she said, mom, I know I look pretty today because God tells me every single day that I'm pretty, and I hear him every single day, so I know that I'm pretty. And I was blown away. I was shocked. I think I was nearly in tears at that point. So grateful, so grateful that whether or not I am in my best, doing my best as a mom on a certain day, whether or not I am in my best place. The Holy Spirit always is. And the Holy Spirit was speaking to my daughter. In the midst of a crabby mom morning. the Holy Spirit was teaching my daughter that she is beautiful, that she is loved, that she is delighted in, even though her mother at the time was very crabby. So the Holy Spirit works despite me, in spite of me. The Holy Spirit is going to keep working. And I remember just being blown away at the power of the Holy Spirit to speak truth into my kids' life and how much better he is it he is at it than I am. <laughs> he is so much better at it. And then during just little things as young children and the problems of young children of course are constant and there's difficulties that you have to solve. And of course those get more and more complicated as our kids grow up so I remember just even with little things and I won't share details because I don't want to embarrass my child but with one of our kids I mean this is going to sound so silly but I remember in the issue of potty training we were just beside ourselves just like beside ourselves (laughs) and it wasn't our first child we had done it before and we were just like what in the world and i remember just one day at coming to the end of myself which is always a really good place to come to the end of yourself and leaning into the holy spirit and i was like god you have to talk to this child about this you have to do this i i can't do this and you know what he did <laughs> he did he fixed our problem because i finally yielded my child to him and let him the teacher of all teachers the one who knows our children best the one who created our children i let him do it in his way and He did great, (laughs) as he always does, yielding our kids to the Holy Spirit. I've also really tapped into this. After I learned this lesson through parenting, I've utilized it immensely in marriage. (laughs) And during times of arguments with my husband, when I know that, I will say things wrong, or I will say something in the wrong tone of voice, or I will not be able to word it well, or I will say it in a way that is hurtful. I will often, now not often enough, let me tell you, but often I'm getting better at asking the Holy Spirit to do it. Holy Spirit, will you communicate this to my husband? Holy Spirit, will you speak this to my husband? Holy Spirit, I know that I'm going to mess this up. Will you tell my husband, X Y or Z. I utilize this a lot because why not? <laughs> why not? The Holy Spirit is the teacher of all teachers. He is the one who guides us into all truth. He knows everything. Jesus calls him our counselor, our comforter, our advocate, our teacher, he our helper. Jesus himself knows that we absolutely need the Holy Spirit. So he gave us the Holy Spirit. He indwells those of us who are Christ followers, believers in Jesus. So why not yield our loved ones over to his teaching and say, Holy Spirit, you do it. I, in my sinful humanity, am going to mess this up. You do it. I'm not smart enough. I'm not wise enough. I'm not kind enough. I'm not loving enough. I'm not compassionate enough. I am not smart enough. You do it, Holy Spirit. Take over. I give them to you. Be their teacher. He already is their teacher. All we're doing when we yield our loved ones over to the Holy Spirit All we're doing is admitting that he deserves the place that he rightfully deserves, and we are just giving him access and also praying for his leading and direction and praying for their sensitive spirit, and we are just stepping back. So what we're going to do in this podcast is we are going to read through much scripture about the Holy Spirit and about his role in our lives. And the first several verses, the first several passages I'm going to read come from Jesus, where Jesus is teaching his disciples. This is all just shortly before, like hours before he gets arrested for his crucifixion. So he teaches his disciples a great deal. That's all from the gospel account of John. And then we are going to look into the letters of Paul and see how Paul prayed for the Holy Spirit's guiding in the churches that he loved so dearly. And when he was writing to his churches, he often referred to them as his children. He had a parent's heart toward those churches. And so we're going to apply that very much so into our role as parents over our kids. But we're going to start with what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. It's Just phenomenal the way that Jesus spoke to his disciples. And let us remember that the disciples that Jesus is speaking to just hours before his crucifixion are the people who are going to take the greatest news of the entire world, the most important information in the history of the world. They are the ones who are going to take it into the world. They have the most important job that has ever occurred on planet Earth. Well, Jesus had the most important job on planet Earth, which was the redemption of humanity. And his disciples had the second most important job in the world, which is conveying, carrying, teaching the message, the story of redemption. And so he is 100% entrusting them to the Holy Spirit, Why is he 100% entrusting them to the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit is capable. (laughs) The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. That's who he is. He is the teacher of all humanity, of the whole world. He is the teacher, capital T. And so Jesus knows that entrusting them to the Holy Spirit is 100% reliable. 100% reliable. So we can trust our kids with the Holy Spirit. So, like I said, hours before his crucifixion, in John chapter 14, Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he says to them in verses 15 through 17, he says, if you love me, keep my commands. I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you, and he will be in you. Okay, so when will the Holy Spirit be be in us? That happened at Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2, when God sent the Holy Spirit and he came in tongues of fire and wind, and then he indwelled the believers, and he allowed them to preach the gospel in many, many languages. He indwells believers. Since that day, since the day of Pentecost, when somebody comes to faith in Christ, it's totally a mystery what happens first, because it's only through the Holy Spirit that we can come through faith in Christ. And then when we come to faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in us, lives inside of us. And Jesus calls him the advocate, the spirit of truth. The word that Jesus uses throughout his teachings in John, which we're going to read each one, there's four of them. The word that Jesus uses is paraclete. That's the word in Greek that Jesus uses. It's this amazing word that means helper, advocate, counselor, comforter. It means all these wonderful things wrapped into one amazing word, the paraclete. So oftentimes in my prayer, I will refer to the Holy Spirit as paraclete because he is the only one. He is the only one who can fill this word in all of these ways. Helper, counselor, comforter, advocate, teacher, only the Holy Spirit can fill. Fulfill that entire terminology. He is the paraclete who lives inside of me and he lives inside of my kids. My kids believe in Jesus, so the Holy Spirit lives inside of them. We don't need to overcomplicate this and wonder if the Holy Spirit lives inside of our kids. Does your child believe in Jesus? If the answer to that is yes, the Holy Spirit indwells them. If the answer to that is no, the Holy Spirit certainly can act in their heart, the Holy Spirit can come upon the child and move the child's heart to put their faith in Jesus. Now, can you resist the Holy Spirit? Yes. That's why throughout Paul's letters, he tells us to keep in step with the Spirit. Because we can, in our sinful humanity, we can resist the Holy Spirit. But we pray for our kids to have soft hearts, to listen to the Holy Spirit. And we teach them how to do that. I'll get to that in a little bit. But let's focus on what Jesus here says about the Holy Spirit. He is the advocate to help us and be with us forever. He is the spirit of truth. Now, he said the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. So when our kids are yielding to the Holy Spirit, they will have friends who do not understand what they're doing. They will have friends who think it looks crazy or weird. That is certainly true. Because the world cannot accept him. And so that's just something we need to teach our children. But also, and even more importantly than us teaching our children, is asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, will you help explain to my kid? Will you show my kid that even though the world doesn't understand, that that, that's okay. That you are still the spirit of truth. Will you testify to their heart that you are the truth? And he will. He will be faithful in this. He will be 100% faithful in this, in doing this. And then Jesus reminds his disciples that he lives with you and he will be inside of you. The Holy Spirit will be inside of you. He will be there all the time. He will be with you forever. Okay, and then a little bit later in John chapter 14, in the same same conversation with his disciples, Jesus says, again, he teaches about the Holy Spirit in verses 26 and 27. He says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of all that I have said to you. I think that's so cool, because especially if we think about the gospel accounts and how did they remember every single word? How did they remember everything that occurred during those three years that they traveled with Jesus? Well, this is exactly how they remembered it all. The Holy Spirit taught them everything. And even if, even the night of the crucifixion, the day of the resurrection, even on the day that Jesus ascends, his disciples are not understanding. Even right before Jesus ascends, his disciples ask him, Oh, okay, now are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? They are, they are still misunderstanding Jesus' mission, even before Jesus ascends into heaven. But on the day that the Holy Spirit comes, they are filled with the Holy Spirit and they preach in power and they have total clarity. They understand the mission of Jesus, the redemption of humanity. They understand it completely. And they understand it's magnificent. They understand how the whole Old Testament. Ties in how it all points to Jesus. They understand the prophecies and how the prophecies are about Jesus. They understand the whole thing. How? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit taught them. The Holy Spirit put it all together for them. The Holy Spirit reminded them of everything and taught them all things. Dear friends, this has not changed. The Holy Spirit has never changed. He has been the same forever and ever and ever. So we can trust that the Holy Spirit will teach our kids all things and remind them all things that they need to know. So everything they need to know about life and about faith and about godliness and about the world and about how he created them and about how he loves them and about and about how he saves them, he is going to teach them all things. Everything about how to follow Jesus, everything about the fruit that the Spirit gives us, everything about sin. Uh, he's going to teach them all things. Our job is to pray. We pray for our kids to listen to the Holy Spirit. I will often ask the Holy Spirit to speak louder to my husband or to my kids or to myself. Speak louder, Holy Spirit. Speak louder, speak louder, speak louder. Let us listen to you. Or maybe better than asking the Holy spirit to speak louder is, let our hearts be quiet so we can listen. Let our hearts be calmer so we can listen. Let our hearts settle down so we can listen. Slow us down so that we can listen to you. So that was John chapter 14, verse 26. And we often separate and we pull out verse 27 often as a memory verse. But I think that verse 27 very much should go with verse 26. I mean, they're written right after in each other. Jesus said them at the same time. And verse 27, I think, I think is very much referring to the Holy Spirit because Jesus just said that he's going to have the Father send the Holy Spirit. And then he says, peace, I leave you. My peace, I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be dismayed. Jesus is assuring his disciples that when the Holy Spirit comes to them, they will have peace, his peace, not like the world gives, but the peace of God. He is leaving them peace. Who is our peace? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives peace. So we can pray that over ourselves, over our families, over our loved ones. We can pray the peace of God, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, would you give peace? Holy Spirit, you are peace. Settle my children's hearts. Let them have the peace of God. Even though there's so much confusing things going on. Maybe your child is experiencing friendlessness or temptation, peer pressure. Maybe they're failing a class. Maybe they are... Making very bad decisions and getting into trouble. Maybe they are dating somebody they shouldn't be dating. Maybe they are uh, being horribly disrespectful to you or to their teachers. I mean, there's so many scenarios, so many scenarios. It's endless. And when you have a lot of kids, (laughs) like Paula and I have a lot of kids, you have all these situations going on at the same time in your house. All of these situations are occurring, and there is absolutely absolutely no way as a parent that you can do all of this. You can't problem solve all of this. You can't counsel your kids through all of this. You can't always be their comforter because you yourself are seeking out a comforter. You can't give comfort when you yourself are just a wreck on the inside. You just can't do all this. And so the Holy Spirit can. We yield our loved ones, we yield our children over to the Holy Spirit and we say, Holy Spirit, will you do this? Will you do this? Talk to my kid about this. Teach my kid this. Lead my kid in this way. Problem solve this. Teach me Holy Spirit. You are the teacher. Teach me Holy Spirit. Teach her, teach him, teach us Holy Spirit. All right. John chapter 15, verse 26. But when the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the father, he will testify about me. Oh, we need to pray that for our kids. Holy Spirit, testify about Jesus to my child, especially if our child is beginning to question or to wander away from Jesus, or if they simply need to grow in Christ, which is every single person from the time that we are born until the time that we go to heaven, we all need to grow in Christ. So no matter where we're at on our journey, we can pray that the spirit of truth would testify to us about Jesus. Teach us who you are, Jesus. Teach us your power, your love, your strength, your redemption, your saving act. Teach us how you created us. Teach us who you are. Teach us how to live, Teach us, teach us, teach us, testify to us about Jesus and praying over that for our family. All right. And then in John chapter 16, verse 12, Jesus says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth Just praying that for our kids. Holy Spirit, you know what my kid can handle right now. There's so often that we try to like go off the deep end and we might have like one car ride where we're gonna get everything out. We're gonna unload everything that we want to tell our kid and maybe it's condemnation about sinful things they're getting into. Maybe it's trying to teach them and push them into something that they're not ready for. Maybe it is we think we know all the right answers about what they should do with their future and they are just like not ready to hear it or not in a place where they're going to receive it well. But we might want to give them more than they can bear in any one of these situations. Jesus says, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give you more than you can bear right now. But the Holy Spirit, when He comes, He will teach you everything you need to know. Is He going to teach them everything they need to know at one second? No, He's unfolding it. The disciples, as you read through the letters in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit unfolded layers and layers and layers for them as they were ready to receive it. It's absolutely amazing to see in the pages of Scripture. The same is true in our lives. The Holy Spirit is going to unlayer what he needs us to know as we need to know it. Why? Because we are feeble. We are weak. <laughs> we can't bear everything right now. And so whereas a parent we just want to lay it out on the line and lecture our kids from A to Z, The Holy Spirit is much kinder and he's going to take it one step at a time. He knows the timeline. He knows our kids' hearts. He can see what they can handle and what they can't. And he is going to be gentle. He is gentle. I am not gentle. The Holy Spirit is gentle. He does such a better job. So if we had just that... I shared four scripture verses from Jesus from the night before that he, the night before he was arrested, where he's teaching his disciples about the Holy Spirit. And it's phenomenal. He is our paraclete. He is our comforter, our advocate, our helper, our counselor, the spirit of truth. He will guide us into all truth. He will give us peace. If that's everything we had, that alone is enough. More than enough for us to be like, okay, Holy Spirit, you do it. You teach my kids. I yield them to you. Take over, Holy Spirit. Take over. I want to go on, though, and share about what the Apostle Paul says about the Holy Spirit. As the Apostle Paul was ministering and writing letters to churches, He told them often about how he prays for the Holy Spirit for them. He taught them about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's role in their lives. And it is tremendous truths for us as well. So let's move on and let's see how the Apostle Paul explains the Holy Spirit. I'm going to start in Romans. In Romans chapter 8, which is a tremendous chapter of scripture, And it has a great deal to do with life in the Spirit, how to live in the Holy Spirit of God. And Paul writes this in chapter 8, verses 5 and 6. He says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. What do you want for your kid? Do you want their mind to be wrapped up with things that point to death and destruction and despair? Or do you want your kids' minds to be wrapped up with life and peace? Jesus says, I have come to give you life and to give it abundantly. Of course. I mean, this is obviously a question that has only one answer. Of course we want our kids' minds to be wrapped up in life and peace, the life that only Jesus can give. That comes through the Holy Spirit. The mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. So we pray for our kids. We pray, Holy Spirit, take over their mind. Let their mind be flooded with the Spirit. Let their mind be set on the Spirit. Holy Spirit, direct their minds. When I pray the armor of God over our family, which I have talked about several times on the podcast, one of the pieces of armor is the helmet of salvation. And when I put the helmet of salvation on each of our family members, I always say truth in and lies out. Truth in and lies out that the helmet would protect our heads. To keep the lies of the enemy out and the truth of God in. Truth in, lies out. Holy Spirit, flood our minds. Let our minds be filled with life and peace. And then just a couple verses later in chapter 8, verse 11, Paul says, If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, And that would be true if you believe in Jesus, the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. Okay, that was an aside. So I'm going to start over. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Okay, so who is the spirit? This is the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. That is the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. So what does this mean? This means that we have the spirit of the resurrection living in us. Our kids who trust in Jesus have the spirit of the resurrection living inside of him. The most powerful thing that has ever happened on planet Earth when Jesus defeated sin, death and the devil by raising from the dead. That spirit lives inside of every single believer in Jesus. So our kids have the spirit of the resurrection living inside them. That is the power that we walk around with as Christians in this world, and yet it so often goes untapped because we don't tap into this power. So praying for this power in our kids' life, Holy Spirit, you rose Jesus from the dead. You can do anything. You have power over sin, death, and the devil for all time, forevermore. Teach my kid. Let my kid live in power. Raise my kid from the deadly, destructive habits that they are choosing, from the... Temptation that they are giving into. Teach my kid, turn my kids' life around, show them your way. Teach them, teach them, teach them, raise them up from the deadly life choices they're making. Raise them up, raise them up, turn their life around. And then in verse 13, just the next verse later, it says, But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So it's through the Spirit through the spirit of the resurrection that we put to death the sinful deeds of the body. So if our children are making bad choices, sinful choices that are leading them into destructive places, we pray for the Holy Spirit to put to death those misdeeds of the body so that our child can have life and life abundantly. We pray for the Spirit to teach And show and empower and strengthen our kids to make the choices that they need to make. And then in verse 16 of chapter 8, it says, The Spirit testifies to our spirit that we are children of God. Yes and amen. When our children are questioning, Who am I? Am I loved? Am I wanted? Am I needed? Does somebody love me? Do I belong? Do I fit in? The Spirit himself testifies to our spirit that we are children of God. Holy Spirit, would you tell my kid that he's a child of God? Would you tell my kid that she is a child of God. Would you tell my kid that he is loved, that he is cherished, that he is wanted, that he belongs, that he is funny and smart, that he's a child of God. Tell my kid, tell my kid, tell my kid, testify to my child, Spirit of God. Yes, 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 and amen. In Paul's letters to the letter to the Ephesians, he says in Ephesians chapter one, you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked with the p- promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. So in that text, uh, Ephesians 1.13, we learn that the Holy Spirit is a seal guaranteeing our inheritance. So we can pray for our kids that they would know that they are sealed, that their salvation is secure. They have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. And they don't need to doubt. They don't need to wonder. They can know that they have been given a seal, that they are, that their salvation is secure in Christ. A couple verses later in Ephesians 1, 17, Paul says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom and revelation. We can pray that the Holy Spirit would continue to show more and more of Jesus to our kids, that, would he, that the Holy Spirit would reveal more of who Jesus is to our children so that they can know him better. In 2 Timothy Chapter 1, verse 7, Paul writes, For the spirit that God gave us does not make us timid, but it gives us power, love, and self-discipline. What a powerful scripture to pray over our kids that the Holy Spirit who indwells them would not give them timidity, would not put them in a place of fear. The Holy Spirit does not do that. The Holy Spirit is not a spirit of fear The Holy Spirit, in fact, gives us power and love and self-discipline. So praying the power of God, the love of God, the self-discipline and self-control of God into our kid and praying for those gifts to be amplified, to grow within our kids. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 9, Paul is writing to his friends in Colossae, and he says, We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and the understanding that the Spirit gives. So praying that the Holy Spirit within our kids would continue to fill them with the knowledge of God and the knowledge of his will, that the Spirit of God would make them wise, that the Spirit of God would give them understanding beyond what their typical people at their typical age have, give them understanding that goes beyond that. Give them maturity that goes beyond that. Give them wisdom that goes beyond their age, the wisdom of the Spirit. And then in Philippians chapter 1 verse 9, very, very similar, Paul says, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you might be able to discern what is best. I really love that phrase. So the love that he's talking there is about love for God primarily, and then love for one another, that the love within the church in Philippi would grow and grow and grow. So praying that our kids' love for God and love for their brothers and sisters in Christ, love for their friends, their community, that their love may grow in knowledge and depth of insight so that they could be they could learn to discern what is best isn't that wonderful we want our kids to be able to discern what is best what is wise what is the right choice to make the holy spirit can help them grow in discerning what is best with knowledge and insight and then to Wrap it up, going back to the truth that the Holy Spirit gives us peace. The Holy Spirit is our peace. Paul writes to the people in Philippi at the end of his letter. He says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. And as I stated previously, I think that that peace of God is directly referring to the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit gives peace. And that peace of God transcends understanding. It goes beyond any comprehension and it guards our hearts and our minds. So we want to pray that God's peace, his Holy Spirit would literally like stand guard over our kids' hearts and minds. Literally in the spiritual sense that God really would be there. The Holy Spirit really would be there standing guard over our kids' hearts and minds. So, There is just a ton of scripture for us to lean into and to pray over how to pray for the Holy Spirit to work and move and lead and guide our kids, our loved ones, ourselves, our spouses, our coworkers, our bosses, anybody that we work with, everybody, literally everybody. We can pray that the Holy Spirit would work and teach and guide. But as we pray for our kids, here's a couple other tips to, to just remember as we pray for the Holy Spirit to work in our kids' lives. For one thing, to yield to somebody means to let someone else go in front of you. So as we pray for, the, as we pray for our kids to yield to the Holy Spirit... We are really praying that the Holy Spirit would go in front of our kids, and that that our kids would let the Holy Spirit lead them, and also that we ourselves as parents, that we would give the Holy Spirit the authority to lead us as we parent our kids, to take the lead from us as well. That we are not the first teacher in our kids' lives, but the Holy Spirit is. God is our kids' first teacher, and to give Him that place. One of the things that we can do to help our kids with this is to teach them how to be still and surrender. Teach them to pray when they are going through something really hard, when they come to us with something really hard or even something that's not so big to first ask, have you prayed about this? Can I pray about this with you? To teach them that going to God is our first step going to god is more important than asking for advice it's more important than looking on the internet for advice it's more important than looking to friends for advice or teachers or coaches all of those things are can be helpful but going to god is the first thing going to god for his leading and hinder his direction is the first thing one of the ways that we can do this is by modeling for our kids do they see us going to god Do they see us studying the Bible? When we are talking about listening to the voice of God, the way that we get to know the voice of God is through Scripture. Certainly, I believe that God does still speak. God speaks to individuals. But I also know, with total assurance, that He will never speak in a way that is contrary to the Word of God as written in the Bible. He will not speak in a contradictory way to that. So we learn his voice through reading the scriptures. So we want our kids in the scriptures. We want our kids to know scripture, to read scripture, to, to memorize scripture. We want scripture to be a normal part of their life, a, a something that they see us reading, they see us studying, so that it's normal to them to go to the scriptures, that the voice of God is a voice that they are very, very familiar with then when he is speaking to them through the Holy Spirit, they will be more likely, more attuned to his voice. And that's what we want our kids to be able to recognize. They want, we want them to be able to recognize his voice. And if they have been brought up in the scriptures, it is much more likely that they will recognize his voice. When we are yielding our kids to the Holy Spirit, it means that we as parents, are letting go and we are letting God we are letting go of the control we're telling the Holy Spirit okay Holy Spirit you lead you guide you teach to yield to the Holy Spirit means letting my kids be who God created them be- to be maybe there is something that I am trying to twist or something that I am trying to get the way that I want it or the way that I expect it to go Yielding to the Holy Spirit means really letting go and and asking God to mold and shape my kid the way that he designed them to be, because he is their maker, not me. (laughs) He is their designer, not me. He breathed life into them, not me. He has a plan for their life. I have hopes for their lives, but I do not have a master plan, and I have no capability to make my plans work out. God does. God has the plan. God is the one who has a design for their life. God is the one who knew them before they were ever created in my womb. So to yield to the Holy Spirit means to, for me to let go and for me to yield authority to the Holy Spirit for my kids' lives, to let the Holy Spirit mold their personalities, to let the Holy Spirit teach, to let the Holy Spirit convict them of sin. I still need to be the parent and do disciplining, certainly. This is not letting me off the hook. But letting the Holy Spirit convict them of their sin. So if I see a sin habit developing in my child's life, I'm certainly going to do my part in confronting and disciplining and modeling and forgiving when they ask for forgiveness. But also... I am going to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, will you convict their heart on this? Because I can do all sorts of things as a parent and they're useful and they're good, but I can't convict a heart. It it is out of my power to convict someone's heart of sin. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. And so asking the Holy Spirit to show them their sin, to convict them of sin, to give them repentance if they are caught in sin, that is the Holy Spirit's job. And that's how I can pray for them in the midst of that. And then to model forgiveness and to grant forgiveness. And of course, that takes the Holy Spirit acting on my part to grant forgiveness. So yielding to the Holy Spirit. It means for me to be growing myself in the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control it means for me making sure that i am attached to the vine i am the branch he is the vine apart from jesus i can do nothing apart from the vine i can't bear any fruit the holy spirit offers but if i want my kids to be yielded to the holy spirit It would be best if I myself am yielded to the Holy Spirit as well. So for me to stay grafted into that vine, to stay attached to that vine, to grow in the fruit of the Spirit so I can model and teach my child to yield and to give in and to follow the lead and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. That is my role. Dear friend, I pray that this has been beneficial to you as we raise our kids in an increasingly challenging world, a world that is full of turmoil in so many ways, full of controversy in so many ways, has a great deal of darkness in it, but still has Jesus, the light of the world, shining and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it and we can yield to the light of the world and that is our job as parents to lead our kids to the light of the world to lead our kids to the good shepherd who will speak jesus says my sheep listen to my voice i know them and they follow me That is our prayer for our kids' lives. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me, John 10, 27. That is our prayer for our kids, that they would yield to the paraclete, the counselor, comforter, strength, guide, the advocate of their lives, that they would yield to him. And that they would let him lead them. And as Paul writes in Galatians, we can pray that they would spend their lives keeping in step with the Spirit. Amen and amen. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining me on the Seeking Pearls podcast. Bye.